Hi, I'm Jeff Silvers, and welcome to Turpin' the Derb! This is Jeff Silvers, and welcome to Tipping the Turtle. I'm joined, as always, by my broadcast colleague, Nick Bryant. Actually, my real name is Nicholas. <laughs> hey, you know what? Right before I came over here, Ginny told me I should call you by your full name to see if you uh, if it bothers you as much as it bothers me to be called Jeffrey. And I was like, I don't think it does. Oh, I think you're saying your name wrong. It's it's not Jeffrey. It's Jeffery. Yeah, I do spell it weird. Jeffery. Yeah. Um, this is Tipping the Turtle. This is part two of... GB on your TV, um, which is where we're going to discuss Game Boy, <laughs> playing Game Boy games on your television. Uh, last week we talked about the Super Game Boy, we talked about uh, the Game Boy Player, we talked about some Retron consoles, and we uh, have some real weird shit to talk about this time. Oh, it's super weird. Um, but uh, we also have... Some viewer feedback. We're gonna viewers. Why viewers. Do you always, call them you always viewers? say viewers. We're not on a television God show, Jeff. It. Actually, we're on a radio show. If you want to get technical about it, Ugh, all right. Anything I can do so you don't use that voice again, <laughs> for the love of Christ. Um, we have listener email that we're gonna we're gonna talk about, and uh, we had a little bit of a challenge that was posed to oh, us. Oh yeah, and, our first tipping the turtle challenge. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about that, too. So we've got all of that coming up on today's episode of Tipping the Turtle. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of fun things to talk about. We're going to jump right into it here in a moment. But first, as promised, we have our listener, not viewer, email that we're going to read here. It's our first... Yeah, we had a fanfare ready for it and everything. Um, I had no idea Nick could play trumpet. That was really impressive. Oh, man, you I'm a real musician. This. You should see this. This is incredible. Um, so we're going to... Nick's going to read the email. There was a... I don't think that the person who wrote us this email intended for this to be a challenge, but we took part of this email as a challenge, and we're going to tell you guys what the oh, result yeah. of that Hell was yeah, as well. yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Nick, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> this is from Alicia. First of all, love the podcast. Jeff and Nick, you rock. Thank you. While I can't respond to your specific prompt, I felt like being Gabby about a video game that really pissed me off when I was a kid. I had a Sega Game Gear. That I got for Christmas, when I was a wee lass, despite the fact that I always wanted a Nintendo. When I asked my mom for a Nintendo after that, she said, you already have a Nintendo, and I couldn't get her to understand the difference between the gaming systems. <laughs> totally relate to that. Classic dilemma. Yeah, classic dilemma. But you already have a Nintendo! But that's not the point here. The point is Cutthroat Island. I don't know if you've seen the absolute failure of a movie, Cutthroat Island, with Matthew Modine and Gina Davis. Love Gina Davis. And Matthew Modine. I was going to say, I like Matthew Modine. Yeah, he's great. But there was a 1995 game made based on it. I had the Sega Game Gear version of this game, and I swear to God, you couldn't get past the first level. Now, maybe I couldn't get past the first level... Maybe it was a me thing, but after you beat the bad guys, I swear to God, there was no way out of the room. And since I only had, like, three games, this was very frustrating. 
let's just say I played a lot of Mickey Mouse games, puzzle games, because that's the only game that I could figure out, actually. Granted, that's because I didn't figure out the save codes in the Aladdin game I had until I was a grown-ass adult. Sorry for kind of rambling, but you guys kind of ramble too, so I think it all evens out. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, that doesn't sound yeah, like doesn't us. Sound this like may us have been a different podcast. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, love the podcast, even though I can't game to save my life. Tell Nick he sounds hot. Love, Alicia. So, other than, obviously, she didn't make any sense there at the very end when she was talking about certain people, but... Um, um, actually, I think I... Actually, oh, I think now I'm officially the hot one on this podcast. What do... You're doing a Neil Goldman. That's what that is. That's Neil Goldman from Family Guy. Never heard of him. <laughs> For one... I, th- I think I figured out what I can do to fucking kill these voices during the episode. And I just gotta call out something it sounds like. Now you gotta think of something else on the fly. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, Jeff, did you realize that we had an email that called me the hot one? I regret what I just did. You did this. This is my fault. So, what we took as the challenge in here is she mentioned she couldn't get past the first level of Cutthroat Island on Game Gear. So, naturally, we had to figure out if that was just her sucking at Cutthroat Island, or if it really is, like, that difficult. Yeah. Jeff and I both tried it. I believe you got past the first part. In the first section, it's, uh... I mean, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you've seen the movie or not. It's a Game Gear game. I've not seen the movie. You're a person with sword, fighting other persons with swords and projectiles and things like that. And, uh... The first level's pretty easy. It's like a, uh, Side-scrolling 2D, like... Sword em up. Hack and slash yeah. kind of thing. And, like, you can get past it pretty easily. But once you get past that part, and I think maybe if this is the part that she had a problem with, it's probably because of what you actually pointed out mm. to me, which was that when you get past the first screen of, like, super easy whack and slash kill a couple of people. Which is literally almost just one screen wide. Like, it's a very short little area. Super. There are a few, few guys that come in screen, and then you have to fight a boss. Yeah, it's like nothing. The boss is a dick, because he shoots you, like, right away. Yeah, instantly, as soon as you yeah. switch screens, he shoots you. And, and if you don't know that it's going to happen, yeah. it just, like, hits you for, like, a fourth of your life. Granted, the bullet moves, like... Pretty at, slow. Yeah, at the speed of suggestion, but... <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, if you don't the know, speed of suggestion, a Jeff Silver story. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be like a self-published book that I would sell, like in boxes around the neighborhood. Yeah, but no um, but like, if you don't know what's coming, it hits you. And it's, it's some bullshit, but you can make it through that pretty easily. I will say before we jump into this next part, I'm convinced, and Alicia, you'll have to email us and, and follow up on this. I think that's what she was talking about. And in which case, I don't know what to tell you, Alicia, because that shit was not that difficult. But I'm just saying. Yeah, just saying. But anyway. So the next part is actually like a complete... It's actually... You know what? I like this about certain games. Like, when they switch it up without telling you, and it's like really cool. Like, Donkey Kong Country is just like this. I it love happens it. a lot also, though, in movies that are based on... like mov- Or games that are based on movies and TV yeah. shows. And I think it happens because they're like... Uh, does no one's playing this for the game? Like no one's playing this because they want to play a platformer. It's because they liked Cutthroat Island, so we don't have to stick to like one gameplay style. Matthew Modine's just like standing behind one of the programmers, like get it done, right. <laughs> get it done right this time. I'm Matthew Modine. Do you know who the fuck I am? And they're like, not really, but like, 
check back with me when you're super famous from a TV show on Netflix. Fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next part is a, uh, I guess you could just call it a minecart thing. It's not like on a track. Like but it's, it, not, it's you're in a cart of some. You're fashion. in a cart of some. Going up and, and down hills. You're like going up and down hills, and like there's there's pirates, which are the same pirates from the first area, but instead of like sword fighting you, they're just like jumping out at you as you go past them. And like the first, like anybody that's played any kind of a video game will be able to get past like the first part of it. And Alicia, sorry if you never got to this point. Like I guess you just suck, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but we still love you. Come on, listen to our podcast, yo. Um, anyway, uh, you get past the first part, and uh, like I don't know, like four or five hills down the line, there's this one rock that because yeah. you have to jump over rocks the whole time, and like there's this one rock that's just right in the way. So if you don't know that it's coming, it's like really hard to. But also, even if you do know it's coming, because I knew it was coming and I couldn't fucking clear it. Yeah, Jeff couldn't clear this rock, but I cleared this rock. In all fairness, I was using emulation and I used save states. But at the same time, as I was doing that, I'm like, oh, I better save my state. But then I ended up doing it on the first try. Yeah, you didn't have a problem. Well, you you did it. This you fucked. I up fucked the first up one time, and then and I did then it on the you, second yeah, try, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I better save state. But then like I didn't even need it. Because yeah. So. I did the, it, so. Bottom line is, uh, we we did beat what is definitely the first stage, I feel like. Yeah, because it had, like, a started. score thing and stuff yeah. at the end. Like, it was totally legit. The only thing I could think of, Alicia, I don't know, they, the boss drops a key and you have to walk off screen to, like, you have to walk backwards to get it. You have to go back, like, a backtrack just a little ways, I think. I maybe oh, think yeah. Of, yeah. Maybe, maybe she just never saw the key. Yeah, I mean, if you're not used to playing video games, it's totally understandable that you'd never, like, walk back the way you came. Yeah. But, like, if you're, you know, played Castlevania 2, like, <laughs> on NES, um, like... Yeah. I will say, we I love that we've spent, like, a season and a half on this show. Like, 12 episodes. I don't even know what episode we're on, but we're... Oh, shit, we're, like, 15 episodes We're We're, like, 14 seasons into this show, and yeah, we spent like the whole time... 99 seasons, at least. Yeah, we started this back as, like, a vaudeville act, and... We've spent the whole time begging people to email us, and the first person that does, we're like, fuck you, we were way better at that game. <laughs> we beat that game no problem. Yeah. Anyway, please email us, tippingtheturtlegaming at gmail.com. <laughs> you know what? Hey, if you do have a game, if you have a game that you couldn't beat, or you couldn't pass some part, and you think it was easy... Oh, holy shit, challenge e- us. Email us, especially if you think it's probably easy, and that we can do it with no problem, and then we'll just fucking berate and belittle you on the show. <laughs> or or we'll fuck up, but then like before the show, we'll be like, we can't tell them that we didn't yeah, beat let's, this. Yeah, let's pretend like we did this We're gonna super pre- fucking well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So right. if you ever if you ever hear us not give any details about the actual game at all, <laughs> if it, if it sounds like we're clearly lying, it's because we we didn't beat everything. Oh yeah, when you face that boss at the end, the end boss. We won't stoop so far as to watch a, a YouTube video about like somebody beating it, but we will stoop so far as to lie about actually going there. Yeah. So we'll be like, oh yeah, you remember that and that underwater level. Oh, after I, that one, I hated that, that was bad. one. Yeah, that was pretty pretty bad level. You remember that you know, one but, level that was really hard? Yeah, it was so bad. You remember the level with the guys? Yeah, it's many many guys in that level. Alicia, thanks for the email. Yeah, thank you for the email. It was yeah. really great. And uh, and thanks for establishing that I'm the hot one on the show. I mean, I think I I'm pretty sure we already established it, but uh, you know, had we though? 
Actually, yes. I, you, your picture is the only one that has ever shown up on our Facebook page. I thought about that the other day because you're in the video. Well, right, I, the, the next picture, you know what? This episode's picture, you have to just have your face, and then like the Cutthroat Island people on your forehead fighting because you actually do have a bigger forehead than I do. Cool. <laughs> so today we're talking about Game Boy games on your TV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, we really are talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, is part two. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we had an awkward segue because I really wasn't sure how to get away from one thing to the other here. So last week we talked about the Super Game Boy. We talked about the Game Boy Player, and we talked about the Retron Five and the Retron Square. Those were that's what we talked about uh, last week. I still want to try that Retron Square. Even I if do. I don't buy it, like I want someone else to buy it so that I can just try it on their stupid TV and then be like, oh, I hate this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just oh, get it out of my mind. Oh, you spent a lot of money on this dumb thing. Glad yeah. I didn't do that. Whew. Cool system, dude. It does look It does look so fucking cool, though. It it's does look square. really cool. It's, it's it. got the same aesthetic. But mm. anyway, we're already talking. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. So uh, this week, one of the ones we're going to talk about, and, and this is a kind of fucking weird one, I feel like, is the Super GB Booster. Very, very strange. Yeah. Actually, so, I own this one. Yeah. So the Super GB Booster is unique in that it is an add-on that allows you to play Game Boy games on another console, kind of like the Super Game Boy did for the Super NES, and the Game Boy Player did for the GameCube. The big difference is that, aside from you know not having been made by Nintendo, it's not for a Nintendo system. This allows you to play Game Boy games on your PlayStation. Your Sony poorly. PlayStation 1. Your Sony PlayStation 1, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does not do a great job of that. Nick actually owns a Super GB Booster, and I'm going to let him talk about the experience of playing a Super GB Booster with a Game Boy on... Uh... It's terrible, but it only cost <laughs> me... End. It only cost me $8, is the thing. Like, at the time, like... And the reason that it, I think it costs so little is because it's really... It's actually not bad at emulating, but the thing is, like... It hooks into the parallel port on the back of a PlayStation, which means that you can't actually use this thing unless you have an older PlayStation. Yeah. Because the first series of PlayStation 1s, I'm just going to call them PlayStation 1s. At the time, they just were just called PlayStations, but there's so many of them now, like, to avoid confusion, we're just going to say PlayStation 1. Right. So, the the first, I believe the first and second and part of the third series of PlayStation 1 consoles... Uh, which you, you, I guess you could call them the fat ones, like the, the yeah, original. It was before the. I mean, they only had one model that was kind of slimmed down, which was the P, yeah. the one actually called PS One. But exactly. Yeah. So um, the ones that had parallel ports, you could use these on. I don't think there was a restriction with any of those, as long as it had a parallel port, it worked. Yeah. So um, you know, I saw this thing. I had no idea what it was. When the I parallel it, port, by the way, was that like long port. That appeared on the back of the console. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For those of you that don't know what that was, like, if you ever go into a flea market in your local area and, like, try to buy a new computer, it's going to have a parallel port on it because it's actually 40 years old. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, it's new, and it's, like, clearly still running Windows XP. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or Windows, like, 95. Yeah. But a parallel port was what they used to use before, like, USB and things like that to transmit, like, large functions of data. Like, it was primarily used for printers, yeah. I believe. And th- and then there were certain other like data transfer applications, but like before USB was like a huge deal, they used parallel ports, just giant gray cables. But anyway, you could take this fucking thing and like plug it into the back of a PS1 and um you can then plug a Game Boy game, which I believe you have to put backwards 
just like the original Game Boy Game Genie. That makes sense. Which we talked about. Yeah. Um, put backwards into it, and it would play the games just fine. But the big catch, and the reason I think it was like eight bucks when I bought it, is because it does not transmit sound. Because parallel ports do not transmit audio data. So they just don't. And so, I is it the Super GB Booster that plays some terrible fucking music over it instead? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's been a very long time, because i, I got to tell you, I bought this thing, tried it, and then I was like, oh, that's what it is, okay. Oh, wait, this is horse shit, great. Yeah. I'll never use this again. Yeah, but then I show it to all my friends as if it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, every well, time they come over. Well, it is an awesome oddity. I mean, just It really like, is, That's yeah. a weird thing. And it comes with, like, a built-in game, right? Like, some kind of ball-bouncing bullshit. That's right, it's like a, like, what is that? Uh, shit. Arkanoid. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like an Arkanoid clone. Yeah. That's what it comes with. But yeah, they, they play like a... <laughs> I've heard the music <laughs> of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it is. Like, Or it's nothing. Like, I can't remember exactly. I probably should have tried it before this, but like... I know that there was another system that was similar to the Super GB Booster that also played on a PlayStation. One of them had no sound, and the other one had some, like, shitty music that played. Yeah. I, I really wish we'd looked up what that was, what that was. but, like, yeah. they're both shit, so, like, yeah, who cares? Just like, it's just terrible. Like, they, they can transmit video data through it, but if they transmitted any audio at all, it wasn't through the parallel port. It was through some piece of the system that they, like, tapped into and, like, told the PlayStation to play that. Right. You know, so... Um, yeah, and... I, I put myself, because this released, you know, contemporary to the PlayStation. This wasn't something that came out, like, oh, yeah. yesterday, you know. So, um, putting yourself in the position of someone, like, if you own a PlayStation, I mean, you don't have a Game Boy, is it... Is it worth it? I mean, is it is still Is it worth enough? it, though? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know what it retailed for when it came out, but... Shit. <laughs> but, I mean, how, how little money would you have to pay before it would be, like, alright, fine, I guess I can kind of play Game Boy games. I mean, they definitely produced enough of them to have like a like a Taiwanese warehouse full of GB boosters, yeah, just like sitting there that they could sell for eight bucks on eBay, like because <laughs> that's where I fucking got mine. <laughs> so like, and I mean, these things were fucking seriously like nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I got mine in two thousand fourteen, and they still it's like still yeah, was it still was like the same one, like it existed still. Like was it the in copyright a package on. and everything. Or like, yeah, it was in a package. Was, like, yeah. it was new. Yeah, I I wouldn't expect to see this kind of a package in a store. Yeah, like I would have expected this to be an eBay thing, right? For sure. But uh, from what I understand, that was just how they were, and I I never saw one in like a game exchange or another local game store or anything. But uh, but I've seen things like that before. Yeah, that don't even have barcodes on them. They just like put the label on it, and they know how much it costs, so they just like manually <laughs> type it in. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It was one of those fucking things. But, uh, I mean, it is it is pretty cool. I played Mega Man 3 on it, and, uh, like, I just couldn't do it without the sound, you know? Yeah. And at the time, like, you tell me there's a thing that you can plug a Game Boy game into and put in my PlayStation, and it's 8 bucks. I'm just gonna buy it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if, if you're... Like, if I'm it's, not even gonna read the fucking description. I'm just gonna buy it. If it's 1997, this is maybe an, a pretty cool thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, God, I don't know. Even then, I'm like, I don't know. Because there's the Super Game Boy, though. The Super (laughs) Game Boy existed and was leagues better than this. Yeah, light years. Yeah, like, you can't even fucking... It's not a comparison you can make. This is something you would buy in a Dollar Tree. 
and yeah, like it take, does... take take home and like put in your PlayStation. And it's like you can play your Game Boy's games yeah. on this little old thing here and put it in the back of your PlayStations with like an X on the or end. Or it would just be like it would be really generic and like play your compact video game system games on your 32-bit video game console. <laughs> on your televisions. Anyway. Play GB on your TV. Oh, ah, there. there you go. Alright, so uh, so that one, you know, and, and we should point out that only, like the Super Game Boy, only plays original Game Boy games, right? Yeah, it right. does not play Game Boy Color, it does not play any other kind of Game Boy game, yeah. Uh, we're going to jump forward a little bit to the future. Back to well, the future. The future relative to when this, when that came out. Not We're not talking about things that haven't happened yet. Yeah, the newest reality. console isn't Game Boy. Right, um, but we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna jump we're gonna jump to um, a device that was made for the Super Nintendo, but it was made recently. So we talked about the Super Game Boy last week, and that allows you to play uh, Game Boy regular original Game Boy games on your Super Nintendo. Couldn't you also play the black plastic Game Boy Color games on the Super Game Boy though? You could. It we just... didn't talk about that. Like Game Boy Color had like all the if anybody's ever played one like. A really good example is uh, Pokemon Pinball. Yeah. Because it had, like, a battery in the back of it, and, like, it was a clear plastic case, like, a clear, like, smoky gray or something, and, like, it had all these different electronics in it and different, you know, things built into it to give you color information, but, like, original, when the first Game Boy Color games came out, they were just regular Game Boy games with the black plastic instead. To differentiate them, and those you can play on Super Game Boy. Sorry to get on a tangent. Yeah, just saying like the the Black Game Boy game, but that's because those were com- also compatible with the Game Boy. Exactly. Yeah, you could so also play that, those on an original Game Boy console. Right. So pretty much anything that was compatible with the original Game Boy, you could play on the Super Game Boy. There was a device that was released more recently, also for the Super Nintendo, but it allows you to play Game Boy Advance games on your Super Nintendo. And oh, that yeah. is the Super Retro Advance, which I don't remember. I think that's by it's Retro Bit. Retro Bit, yeah. Yeah, which I love Retro Bit. Retro Bit's awesome. They make amazing controllers. Oh yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. The, if you ever go to like a, a, a vintage game store or something that sells new product, you're gonna see Retro Bit com- controllers because they make old N64 controllers, NES, mm-hmm. like you name it. They've got the whole thing in there. They've also re-released some games. Like they they're the first company I think to re-release. Or to release uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars in North America in cartridge form. They had an official license from... Or, actually, let me backstep that. I remember that they made an announcement about it, but now that I'm saying this, I don't know that it actually ever came out. Mm. Either way, they, but like, they, but they did like to. Well, they did, like... I know they did Holy Diver. They definitely did Holy Diver. Um, they did, like, I think some R-Type re-releases for Super Nintendo... Yeah, so they're actually, like, dedicated to, like... Yeah, they do some cool shit, is their point. Yeah, for real. They, um, they want to bring old stuff back. Right. It's great. And the Super Retro Advance is... It looks very much like a Super Game Boy in that it's just a... looks like a Super Nintendo yeah, cartridge. It's shorter. It's about half as tall. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have... It that. looks... It's the exact same size if you've ever... Like, you could Google this right now. A Super Famicom cartridge. Yeah. It looks like that, but with a Game Boy slot. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's this, black. And it's black. And it, it only plays Game Boy Advance games, if I'm it not mistaken. It does not play regular Game Boy games. Or Game Boy it only Color. only plays Game Boy Advance games. Right. Yeah. Um, it does it a little bit differently than some of the others, though, because it's basically just using the Super Nintendo for power and for the controls. 
Yes, it does not use the Super Nintendo for anything other than powering the device and the controls, and then it has a separate 3.5 millimeter port, which is not just for headphones. It's it's a common misconception. You can actually use that for audio video data if you have the right connections. Uh, so it comes with a cable that does 3.5 millimeter to composite out, mm-hmm. and that's it. There's no other out to it. So yeah. like if you're trying to play this on a, a new TV or something, you got to get a converter or something like that. Right. And it's gonna look like shit. So just use your old tube TV if you have it. Yeah. But. Um, I, up front, before we talk more about this, I do want to mention, do not use a flash cart on this thing, because I'm pretty sure I broke mine by using a flash cart on it, and a lot of systems are like that, a lot of gadgets are like that, because the flash carts are built on a different voltage thing, like, yeah. they're, they're meant to withstand the voltage of a regular console, but if you put it in something that's not designed for that, or it's a different voltage, even if it's not, like, too much for it or something, it might fuck it up, so just be really careful what you use. Yeah, I've heard of that on, um, like, clone consoles, too. Like if if you play it on very a common console, on yeah. consoles, yeah. Um, but they re- hyper hyperkin. That's a different company. Retrobit yeah. um, actually made similar a couple, quality though. Yeah, a yeah, similar kind of scope too. But um, Retrobit actually made a few devices that work like this for the Super Nintendo, where basically it looks like a Super Nintendo cartridge, and it has you know its own dedicated AV out. Um, which and the way that would work is you just wouldn't you would just plug that into the TV instead of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But um, uh, they did something similar for NES, and they did one for Sega mm-hmm. Genesis. Mm-hmm. So you can actually buy uh, converters that will play Game Boy Advance, Sega Genesis, and NES games on your Super Nintendo, which is... Uh, I will admit that it, they're basically just... The way it works is they're just clones on a chip. Yeah. So they just they just have, like... You know, if you go out and you buy one of the really cheap NES clones, like the early Retrons or whatever, um, it's That's that exact a superior same. experience, actually. Yeah, and it's but it's the exact same kind of thing where it's just one chip that's emulating the NES. It's just that they decided to make it so it's powered by a Super Nintendo. But it's even knowing that it's still kind of fucking cool that it, it makes your really Super Nintendo cool, backwards man. compatible with an NES and a Genesis, parallel compatible with the Genesis and. Forward compatible with a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So, fucking sweet. Yeah. So fucking sweet. I will mention that um, I remember, this is a funny story, so um, my very first, like, Jeff is the reason I got into NES, because I never had an NES growing up. So when I I went to this flea market in Springfield, Missouri, um, and uh, it was awesome, and that's where I first got my very first NES. They had a, that was a uh, vendor mart. Because we talked yeah. about that on Thrill of the Hunt. That we did. It's, we did. Yeah. Vendor Mart is R.I.P. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, and they had they literally had a wall of NES cart uh, consoles, and so I I found one. Like all of them were like twenty five, thirty dollars. I think there was one that was like fifty five dollars, and I'm like, what the fuck is so special about this one console that's fifty five dollars? <laughs> like, the, was it laced with gold or something? Like. But there was one that was five bucks, and it said broken on it. I'm like, oh, Jeff could fix this. So I, bro- I bought it. And yes, certainly Jeff could fix it. He came over and fixed it and everything. But um, he actually, like, you know, there's expensive components to these things. So he had purchased a, uh, you know, a few of these components with his little NES toolbox. Listen to the last episode about that. You- you'll figure it out. Not the very last one, but the previous episode. Including the steak knife. Including the steak knife in the toolbox. Listen to it. Trust me. Uh, but anyway, like, he got done helping me repair my NES, which, like, you know, just parts alone was, like, 30 bucks or something. So, like, I had previously purchased the, um, I believe it was the Super 
What is that one called? Uh, the one for the NES is called the re- just called a retro port. Retro port. So yeah. you basically plug an NES game into a Super NES, a Super Nintendo. Um, but when I ordered it from Think Geek, which doesn't exist anymore, I'm pretty sure, uh, they actually sent me two of them. So I had an extra one. And so as payment for him helping me like figure out this NES thing, I gave him one of those as well. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, they sent me two of them. I probably should have sent it back, but, uh, you know, I like stealing That's things. actually probably the reason they went out of business. Because they, they just were... kept sending extra product to no, everyone? No, specifically, they sent you that extra product and you never sent it back. And they were just razor thin. Like, if, if you had sent that back, that would have just... They would have just barely gone back into the black. I'm glad I did it. You... you I'm so glad I did it. You bastard. But, uh, yeah. But that, that one's actually pretty cool. The only thing I don't like about it, which is the same complaint you're always going to get from me i i don't know we might not actually just like i know this is going to shock you but we might not actually be the only retro gaming podcast i'm going to cut that out but we are the only (laughs) we are the only retro gaming podcast where somebody bitches so much about the b-a-y-b thing so specifically i'm fuck we got nobody cares about this no one cares about this nobody cares about this if you look at the super nintendo controller you know how you have Y and B and the angle that they're at. Nick enjoys the angle of those two buttons. Yes, That's y what he and likes. B. So if he ever has to play something that instead angles them the other direction, the way B and A would be on the Super Nintendo, he fucking can't do I it. Loses my, I, everyone loses their minds. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, though, like on the Super Nintendo controller, like I guess every fucking person on, on Earth besides me assumes that people just want to use B and A when they're talking about B and A. But I always want to use Y and B. I mean, I do prefer it, but I don't let it ruin my fucking day. Oh, it ruins my day. Yeah. Anyway, when you and plug in the retro port, <laughs> you plug in the retro port, uh, the NESB is the B on the Super Nintendo controller. So it bothers me with that. I can sort of get over the NES, but not the Game Boy. So it's the same thing on the Super Retro Advance. They've got the same fucking problem. Like, BNA is on the controller. And I actually even... Um, this is this is very interesting, I think. I took a... a um, an NES... I took two NES controllers. Alright, here's what I did. Two NES controllers. The first one, I cut the cord off at the part where you would plug it into an NES. Alright? And then the second one... Oh, sorry, I took an NES and a Super Nintendo controller. I cut them both, the cords, both of them. And then I spliced the Super Nintendo controller based on diagrams that I looked up online to the NES controller's inputs where it would be. Because they're, they're very linear. Like, you couldn't do that now. But like back then, like all the, the different data streams went through different wires and shit. Yeah. So like you could feasibly splice them back then. They do it all the time with, like, crazy, like, oh, you want to plug a Super Nintendo controller into your Genesis? Here you go. Here's a special controller that costs 20 bucks. Like, all you're really doing is just splicing fucking things in, you know? Yeah. No big deal. But I tried to do that with a, a Super Nintendo controller, or an NES controller, into a Super Nintendo to work with my my uh, Retro Port and my Super Retro Advance. And it did work. I did get... Because the, the NES controller is linear. It just has two buttons, and it's yeah. all straight. So that's, like, real comfortable for me. And I did get it to work. I got it. I got B and A to work, but I fucking spliced it all weird, and it, like, like half-acidly, like, sometimes cut out. So I did have an NES controller, legit, that worked on a Super Nintendo 
for those fucking port systems. It just didn't work for long. Just saying. One of these days... That's my crusade. One of these days we're going to have a whole episode where for like an hour and a half Nick just gets to talk about his fucking YB versus BA button configuration issue. And then we'll never mention it again. It'll be edited out of every every episode after that, but he's going to get like an hour and a half to talk about that. Just wait. Just fucking wait. <laughs> just fucking wait. That's what everyone's been begging us for. Anyway, I do want to mention really quick, there's, there's no menus or anything when you use these two things that we're talking about here. They just straight up go straight into the BIOS. Right. Of the thing, which I mean, NES didn't have a BIOS, but you know what I mean. Like you plug in an NES game on and that one, starts. and it yeah. just starts. You plug in a Super or a uh, Game Boy Advance game, yeah. and it just goes straight into the game. Like there's no selecting cheats or save states or anything like that. We're talking about before all that became super super commonplace in devices. Uh, does this because you own a Super Retro Advance? Does it yeah. have a link cable port? I forget. I think it does. Oh right? shit! Yeah, it yeah. does have a link cable port, so you can actually like put Pokemon in there, for instance, mm-hmm. and then plug your actual Game Boy Advance into that link cable and I think trade we Pokemon. About last week too, about because I think we talked bit, about yeah. it with uh, the Game Boy Player because it has one, Ooh. or the Super Game Boy Two also has one. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's the Super Retro Advance. I've always been somewhat fascinated by it just because it seems like it. It almost completes the circle for playing Game Boy games on your Super Nintendo. You just need something now that can do Game Boy Color in your set. There's oh, there is one other thing I want to mention about that specifically. Um, the aspect ratio is off. So if you ever have a chance to get one of those, if you don't mind it being a little bit vertically squished, mm. that's okay. But that's exactly what it looks like. Even on an old TV, they squish it. I don't know why. Yeah, you know, I mean, that doesn't always bother me that much. I know there are some people that the aspect ratio, they fucking... Everyone loses their minds! Everyone loses their minds! Um, yeah, tip- it's like... <laughs> if you ever go to, like, Reddit... TippingTheTurtleGaming at gmail.com, which Joker impression is better? <laughs> Everyone loses their minds! God damn it, you. Everyone God, loses fuck. their minds! Neither one of them were very good no, just now, but no. yours was better, so... Um, <laughs> just gotta concede that right now. Um... What in the Christ was I talking about? Whoo, boy. I oh, aspect know. ratios. If yeah, you ever go yeah. to Reddit, um, and like any of the retro gaming oh, things... Oh, Jesus, don't. And somebody will Just po- don't. Uh, don't. But somebody will post a picture of like, hey, I got my NES set up, and they're excited, and they want to share it with other people, and it'll be like on a, an LCD TV, and they have, you know, a, a 16 by 9 dimension on it, which is, you know, and not the NES. They're stretching it out to the whole picture yeah. or something. Yeah, like- and... And that, I mean, the the correct response is just, "Hey, that's cool. I'm glad you're excited about this. This is a a fantastic hobby to have." And yeah, man, so, cool that you get into old video games. That's awesome. Yeah, what instead, a great piece of history. There's always one motherfucker who's like, "Oh, well, that I can't get over the aspect ratio. You need to fix that. You need to fix your goddamn life if yeah, you are that concerned life. about how other people are playing their video games and quit quit yucking people's yum." Yeah, fucking calm down. Yeah. If somebody, I don't like playing games like that, but if somebody wants to because it fills the whole screen and they just have more square inch of picture to look at, that sounds reasonable too. Fucking do it. Yeah, do what's you. wrong with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Anyway, so. I mean, but ideally you would play it in the original aspect ratio if you wanted the experience. But you know who cares about that? 34 year old guys with a fucking podcast. You know who doesn't care about that? Kids just trying to get into video games. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
We are... The next one we're going to talk about is another one that's going to be for Game Boy Advance exclusively. Actually, I guess technically, no, it's not. I'm full of shit. Um, we're going to talk about the GBA Consolizer. This one's kind of a weird one. Mm, yeah, this one's um, great. Yeah. Uh, this one's recent. Very recent, yeah. yeah. The last, like, two years, actually. Uh, literally, when we were taping last week's episode is when I found out about this for the first time because Nick told me about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, this is a kit that you can purchase that allows you to take a the board from a GBA, from a Game Boy Advance, which you have to supply yourself. Yeah, you do have to you already have to, own one. Yeah, you I don't have to, believe it matters what model you own. There is a... There are a few models of it, but I don't think it matters what board it is. It's all the same board. Yeah, I think so. But basically, you have to buy a Game Boy Advance, take it apart, and take the, the board out of it. But you can take that with this kit they provide you, put it together, and you get a console that plays Game Boy Advance games. And presumably should also play Game Boy and Game Boy Color, since it is just a, yeah. G- a Game Boy Advance. Anything yeah. you can play on a Game Boy Advance, you can, which includes the SP, because it's the same console, basically. Right. Uh, you could play on this. So Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Color exclusive, and then Game Boy Advance. Also, probably even those weird little Game Boy Advance movie fucking cartridges. Uh, actually, specifically, they don't play this one. Really? Yeah, they, they specifically do not play those for some reason. I don't remember why, huh. but they don't play those. Or Or it's either that or when you play it, it's so terrible that you would never want to play it. I think that's just the case anyway. That, that might be the case, yeah. I know that the Game Boy player would not play those, and it was because that's they... That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because the, the Game Boy player was an official Nintendo product, and their whole thing was like, well, if we do that and we let people hook it up to their TVs, it's too easy to just record the movies. Yeah, plus it just looks like absolute shit. It would shit. look like absolute horseshit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they, didn't, they didn't... It would not play it if you tried to play those. On a non-backlit tiny little screen, maybe you could watch Shrek 2 in, like, 128p, you know, like... <laughs> well, these, I don't even think these were, like, full movies. These were, like, episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants and things like that. Like, they would be, like, short cartoons that you could oh, watch. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um... PSP had the shitty movie. Although somebody, somebody convi- uh, converted Tenet. Oh, God. To the to new Game Christopher Boy. Nolan movie. Yeah, they converted, and it, you have to play it across like I don't know, like six cartridges or something. Oh Christ! Yeah, and it looks like shit. They did it because Christopher Nolan was being all holier than thou about like my this film must be experienced in a theater. You cannot watch this at home. And yeah, but whatever. Fucking artist. I don't give a shit. He was just. It sounds like he was just being kind of dickish about it. All right, so this look, guy, I'm this, a little bit on Nolan's side with this one. But not to that extent. Well, anyway, someone decided basically to tell Nolan to go fuck himself, and so they they converted. <laughs> oh, I'm down with that. They converted. <laughs> fuck yeah. They converted Tenet into a, the Game Boy Advance video player format, and so it's like six cartridges. That has to be 30p at best. It has so, to. something like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like horseshit. The it guy, and the guy was like, horseshit. "Oh yeah," the, the, even the guy who made it, it's like, "Yeah, this is horrible." <laughs> like by by design, yeah. Like, um, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But the GBA consoleizer, we uh, we got off off this one a little bit. Yeah, we, um, we just talked about Christopher Nolan's Tenant. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but you you get the kit and everything. You put it together, and it's it will you know gives you a console that I think does it play. What are the? I think it plays out to like HDMI maybe or no? Yeah, it goes to HDMI. Yeah, yeah straight up. 
Um, you can buy it right now. It's uh, it's available for I think one hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, direct from the supplier. It's available yeah. for that. I'm sure you can find it at a retailer for a higher price, but uh, yeah, you know, if you want for if some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that one's I like that because that's kind of a in comparison to all these other things we've talked about, and then the one final thing we will talk about here in a moment. Um, that's just kind of has that nice DIY quality to it. Yeah, you you do have to take apart your GBA and like put a couple of things together, but there is no soldering involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, th- this is for Game Boy Advance purists. This is yeah. one of those consoles that, like, if you want the absolute mega Game Boy Advance experience, which in turn gives you the mega Game Boy experience because it's all yeah. the same. Like, if you have a great Game Boy Advance experience, you're going to have a great Game Boy experience. Period. That's true. Period. Well, besides I, uh, DS, obviously. Well, and I was going to, I mean, if you're people, somebody like me, I I don't know why, but if I, when I play Game Boy, original Game Boy games, I want it in the green color scheme. I know you and I talked about this before. You yeah, you yeah, actually yeah, called a, me a psychopath, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for, for loving the green scheme. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I change all of mine on all of my, you know, homebrew, totally homebrew emulators. Oh, uh, you you called me a psychopath because then you asked me. You're like, well, what do you play Virtual Boy in red? And I was like, yeah. Oh, and you're like, Jesus. you fucking psychopath. Oh, you are a psychopath. You play you play it in the color famous for giving you headaches. I mean, it doesn't get. It, you can change it, it to gray. You can change it to black and white. The Anytime red was you want. Not what gave people you can change head- it to blue and white. The red was not what gave people headaches. It was the fucking oscillating mirrors. No, on that was each side of their head. No, man, mirrors are good for your health. No, but Mir- seriously, like mirrors red, are red, good though, for your red health. on black. That's what you're gonna watch. Ugh. It is what I when I play Virtual Boy. I'd games, rather watch I'm Christopher Nolan's Tenet. On a, on, a virtual boy. <laughs> on a virtual boy. Oh god. Oh god. If, if there was a way virtual to do that. Virtual boy tenant. If there was a way to do that, we would do that on this podcast. Uh, um, I don't even want to explore the possibility of there being a way to do that. But uh, but yeah, no, the, the Game Boy Consolizer, the Game Boy Advance Consolizer, GBA Consolizer, that's for purists. Yeah. But honestly, like uh, Metal Jesus Rocks, a lot of different you know YouTube channels, they reviewed it, and it's just looks fucking great. It does look really cool. I, I we saw a little bit of it last week when I was here, and, and we watched some videos on it. Um, it does look cool for one hundred and forty dollars. I don't know that I would do that. No, hell no. Um, <laughs> Sorry, especially nope. considering Not you, you still have to purchase or own a Game Boy Advance that you're willing to cannibalize for this. Spend anywhere from thirty to seventy five dollars and buy an AGS one hundred one model Game Boy Advance SP. Plus one hundred and forty dollars for the consoleizer kit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm saying like if you want to do this, oh. I would recommend instead buying an AGS one hundred and one, which has the backlit screen, Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, okay. instead, like don't don't fuck around with the TV. Just play Game Boy Advance SP. It's a perfect experience. Oh, you're talking about instead of yeah, no, sorry, well, instead of would, that. And this would, I mean, obviously, this would be for somebody who wants to play it on their television and for whatever reason doesn't want to. I, I kind of get not wanting to use the the super retro advanced because it's not perfect emulation on that. No, and the, it breaks real easy. So. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, the Game Boy player is kind of fucking awesome, so maybe just get a fucking Game Boy no, player. No, seriously, if you can get price. a Game Boy player and a GameCube and the disc that's in really good condition, 
Just, or, or if you know how to mod it, otherwise, yeah. like, just get that. That's the best experience, it really is. We talked about that last week, too, about how it's just so, like, the, the disc is fucking what's impossible to find for some reason, but the Game Boy Player is a, Plus a the, primo the Game, Game Boy Advance oh, yeah. experience, I feel like, for your television. Plus the GameCube controller that goes with it is just built for that sort of thing. It's got a tiny little B button, a huge A button, and it's just like, you're just playing that fucking I think game. we literally said last week that it sucked for that. What? <laughs> I think we said last week that that was like the downside to it is because the, it has a tiny ass little fucking D-pad. No, you're talking about the D-pad. I'm talking about the buttons. Well, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, your fucking button obsession, blah, okay, blah, blah. yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of the buttons. The D-pad does suck. The D-pad is... It, yeah, fuck the D-pad. Actually, you know what? It's just that it's it's so tiny. That's Never the problem. The D-pad is like a minuscule thing on the game GameCube controller. But you know what? I mean, the thumbstick is good, and actually playing most games with a thumbstick isn't that bad. They make a uh, a ton of different kinds of GameCube controllers, too. So like, That's there's, true. There's a lot of them out there that have larger D-pads that you could use if you really wanted to. Yeah. So, it's fine. I I think the the most highly recommended thing that we have on this entire series here, this two-part series, is a fucking GameCube, Game Boy Player. Like, yeah. that's just the best. Yeah, like, it looks the best. It's the correct aspect ratio for nerds. Like, it plays all of the entire series of them. There's not a single game that's not compatible with it, like, yeah. that I know of. Uh, the only exception would be, I mean, technically they're compatible, you just can't really play them, would be the ones that are like, they had, like, tilt games. There were, like, one oh, or two that Pokemon were, like, Pokemon Pinball, that's one of them. Is it oh, not? Uh, you could tilt it. You didn't have to, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could just play that. I mean, you didn't have Do to Do you tilt. remember any that required the tilt? Um... There's a Yoshi game for Game Boy Advance. That's it. I don't remember what it's called, but um, and there were others for Game Boy Color too. I don't think there were any for the for OG Game Boy, but Game Boy Color had one or two. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, though, that's the uh, we talked again about the Game Boy Player, even though we talked about it last week. But uh, mostly just now, we were trying to talk about the uh, GBA consoleizer. Oh so. shit! You know what I just remembered? I I think there was a black label version of Pokemon Pinball. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was a translucent one as well. I don't know. That might be like the bridge game between the original Game Boy Color and the like transparent, like you can't play this on Super Game Boy Game Boy Color games. Because I had the black label one, but I didn't have the transparent one. My friends had that one. Hmm. That's strange. It's probably like Pokemon Pinball 2 or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there was a Pokemon Pinball 2, but you know what you might be thinking of? Or, well, you're, you're thinking of the right thing, but I wonder if they just didn't, when they continued to release that game, they just switched to using the clear cartridges. They might have. I because mean, the, that's what they them, were using for Game Boy. Both of them used a AAA battery. Okay. Yeah, like they I had a little that. compartment that you put a AAA battery in. Anybody who knows about the history of Pokemon Pinball and the various cartridges that it used, send us an email at tippingthetortlegaming at gmail.com. Yeah. Give us another challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have one more we have one more we're gonna talk about tonight. Oh, this one's cool. Yeah. I skipped this one chronologically because we wanted to talk about it last. And that is the Wide Boy sixty four. Now if you're thinking, G Willikers, Turtle Guys, I've never seen the Wide Boy sixty four in stores. I've never even heard of it. That's because it wasn't sold commercially. Nope. No. This was only uh, made available to the press uh, and to uh, game developers. So, like, gaming press, like game video gaming magazines and video game developers were the only ones who were allowed to purchase the Wide Boy 64. Um, it sold for $1,400. I did the math. 
inflation that would come to inflation that would come to that sentence was fucking ill conceived just now. Um, that would be two thousand two hundred and ten dollars in twenty twenty one. Jesus Christ! Yeah. And this thing allowed you to play Game Boy games on the Nintendo sixty four. Yes. Holy shit! So for two thousand two hundred and ten dollars, you could play Game Boy games on your Nintendo sixty four. Now I say you. Again, this was not sold to the public. This was only sold to video game press outlets and video game developers. You're going to have to find this fucking thing on eBay or something. Yeah. Uh, the main purpose of the Wide Boy 64 was to really to allow people to take video and screenshots more easily. And because if you ever look at like the back of, especially like original Game Boy games, the, the back of the, the case for them, the screenshots they use are fucking terrible, and it's because they most of the time we're literally just like taking a photo of a Game Boy. Oh yeah, like popping a three point five millimeter film. Or yeah, th- th- sorry, thirty five millimeter film. I was, I was thinking a headphone jack. <laughs> thirty five millimeter film in the back of an actual like photos like sensitive camera that you would use to take a picture of the JFK assassination, like. Fucking snapping a picture of your fucking Game Boy thing on a yeah, CRT TV. and then just TV. jacking up the resolution You could see post. the fucking scan lines. Yeah. You could see the scan lines. Um, it was crazy. So, so... You know, it looks like mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it sucked to try to get screenshots for the, for the Game Boy as our point. So that's why they made... That was one of the main reasons they made the Wide Boy 64. Because you could put it in an N64, and then you could play the game on your television. Yes. Um, so, like... It literally, like, the N64 was the first console that allowed for accurate screenshots of Game Boy games. Well... Can we say that? Can no, because the Super Nintendo had the Super Game Boy. What? The Super Nintendo had the Super Game Boy. Yeah, but that didn't take screenshots. You, no. That you could export. It, well, you could put the, 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 wide, the Game well, Boy hold on, the Wide Boy didn't do that either. The Wide yeah, Boy it had did, a parallel port on it. The parallel port, I think, was because you can you had to actually connect a Game Boy to it, and you use the Game Boy as the controller. So how did it get the screenshot into like a usable? Just, just the normal way that different video game outlet or different outlets take screenshots. Well, what did they put the... a fucking flash drive in it? Had this thing? No. It, work? Okay. It, Explain it, how this worked. Okay. So basically, these kinds of outlets would have like news outlets and whatever are able to take screenshots. I mean, back in the day, we were able to take screenshots from televisions using the specialized equipment that they had. Okay, so they had, like, some they had their studio... Own equipment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, so the, the Wide Boy 64 didn't have inherently screenshot capabilities. It's just that it made it easier for people to take screenshots. I'm glad I was outraged about that, because that's actually pretty important to clarify. So right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was developed by Intelligent Systems, which I should have looked up, but I'm pretty sure is a Nintendo subsidiary, or they're a Nintendo partner. I don't know, one or the yeah, other. Yeah, shit, why not? Whatever. <laughs> shit, why not? <laughs> who cares? That's that's the motto of our show. Like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, who cares? fuck it. Why, why not? not? Well, we don't want to research something. Fuck it. Fuck it. We didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the the sad thing is, it would be easy for me just to do the research after the show and then just like splice in something like correct, and I still don't do that. <laughs> nah, fucking matter. They also use this, and this is kind of an interesting note, they used this for the finals of the Pokemon Summer Training Tour in 1999. So they actually did, this actually did get some public exposure, because they did this kind of Pokemon Tour tournament thing, and that's actually how they played the games, rather than having everyone like hunched over their Game Boys playing Pokemon. They had them playing them on big TVs, 
using the Wide Boy 64 on an N64. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. a good enough reason to design it, just period. Yeah, just for that, you know? Yeah. So, so you didn't cool. have, like, a like a television camera, like, that's 900 pounds, like, pointing at a tiny Game Boy screen, <laughs> blowing it up to a huge, like, projector screen or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's It just it was an easier way to do that. Oh, that's awesome, actually. Yeah. We mentioned the price, by the way. Uh, so, to, re- to restate that, the... Price was released when they were selling it originally to developers and, and gaming press. Fourteen hundred dollars, which in twenty twenty one money is two thousand two hundred and ten dollars. There's one. The last time I checked, there was one listed on eBay for two thousand one hundred dollars. Oh, so you could get a little discount. bit. Of, yeah, you get a little bit of a fucking deal there. Hey, it's worth it. I mean, it's not worth it even a little bit, but yeah. Why buy a mid-sized sedan used, <laughs> used from your friend if you could just buy a Wide Boy sixty-four? Yeah, exactly. It would be super cool to own a Wide Boy sixty-four, but that is definitely a novelty oh, item yeah. in your collection because um, I don't. Down. It didn't have, as far as I know, any real special features because it really didn't need them. The point wasn't like you wouldn't want to add. I think it did actually add a border, maybe. It added a border that looked like a Game Boy, and that was it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It um, did have audio, though. Well, yeah, it had audio. Yeah. But it didn't really have any additional features, like drawing on the screen or whatever, because you wouldn't need that shit. Yeah, like, they're not it's, marketing it to anyone. They're literally yeah. just giving it to press people. Yeah, it's not to make the game cooler to play or anything like that. It's just, it's a strictly utilitarian thing. Um, and so... I do think the fact that you actually used a Game Boy as a controller, though, that's, that's kind of fucking, fucking cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know, you know, did they do that with the Game Boy player? Because they had a they had some a way of connecting Game Boys to the GameCube. Yeah, dude, you can totally hook a, a Game Boy Advance up to a Game Boy player and play Game Boy games that are meant to be two-player on the same screen as if there were two Game Boy. There's certain ones, not every single one. Yeah. But you could use that Game Boy Advance as a controller. Actually, plenty of games were designed specifically for that purpose. That's awesome. I know that there were GameCube games that were designed for you to use the Game Boy Advance as a controller. But I it, may be thinking of that, but I'm fairly certain there's both of those. I know uh, Zelda Four Swords. Four Swords. That's it, Four Swords. I yeah. was thinking of Four Swords. Never mind. Okay. Sorry, but, um, totally wrong about that. But I wonder if you could use a... I mean, at the point that you're using a Game Boy Advance as a controller for a Game Boy Advance game that you're playing on your GameCube, maybe just play it on your fucking Game Boy yeah, Advance, just, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Just play it on the ah, Game whatever. Boy Fuck it. I thought I had a good idea, but I didn't. Um, but anyway, that was the, the Wide Boy 64. You know, if you see one and it's, oh my you know, God, thousand. Get it. Well, if, if you see one for like 20 bucks, fucking grab it, but you're not going to. If you see one for 20,000 bucks, grab it. Nope. See, that's. You don't oh, want to do so that. There's a there's a middle ground. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, a middle ground. Two thousand one hundred bucks. Yes, if you see one for two thousand one hundred dollars, you pick should pick it up immediately. Go ahead and pick it up. Sell whatever you have to. I do, I do want to mention. Sorry to cut your joke off. That was stupid, but um, no, it's fine. This the fucking cartridge is like a foot long. It is a huge cartridge. <laughs> it's like imagine a Nintendo sixty four. I actually cartridge. forgot that. <laughs> imagine a Nintendo sixty four cartridge with a parallel port sticking out of the front of it, but instead of just a normal size N sixty four cartridge, it's like somebody like put it on Windows. 3.1 and like it glitched out to where the cartridge just gets elongated into like a foot long like gray beast. Yeah, it's weird. It's and also I don't think the cart I don't think I had a cartridge slot, right? Cuz I think you put the cartridges in the Game Boy if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, no, so the, you put the actual Wide Boy 64 in the Nintendo 64. Well, that part I got. And right. then there's a parallel thing that you put in the parallel port, and then you hook it in as a Game Boy game um, interface into the actual Game Boy. So yeah, oh, okay. it's like two things. Like, you plug one part of it into the Nintendo 64, and that provides the power and the video signal and everything. And then the parallel port passes everything else from the Game Boy into that. Ah. So yeah, it's just like a fucking Frankenstein machine, basically. Yeah. It looks terrible. Um, and it looks horrible, too. Yeah. That's probably but, why they made know, it tall, because they had to put, like, like a huge, like, giant ribbon cable on it. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I love how we uh, were like, oh, yeah, this is the most interesting one. I will still say it's the most interesting one, but it's also probably the one we've shat upon the most. Because it's just, it's awful. Well, this, no, the Super GB Booster. We were pretty harsh oh, on that, that one, because it's bad, also yeah. kind of a piece of shit, but... But they sold it for eight bucks, and you could play Game Boy games on it. Technically, well, but I wonder what they sold it for in 1997 or whenever it came out. Probably like forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game Shark prices. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, those are um, that, and also what we talked about last week are uh, eight different ways in total to play Game Boy games on your television. In case you were, in case that was just something you were dying to know, we covered it on two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have a good segue out of this episode, so... No, we really don't. No, no. Nick's not allowed to do Nick's picks anymore, so we don't have that to end with, so... I'm just gonna end, uh, I think we're gonna end with a prayer. Okay. Uh, Our Father, who art in heaven, Baha be thy blessed. Oh, God, we don't have time for this. Bye! Tipping the Turtle is the only retro gaming podcast, but don't Google that. It's hosted by Jeff Silvers and Nick Bryant, with music by Nick Bryant and produced by Jeff Silvers. Follow us at facebook.com slash tippingtheturtle or email us at tippingtheturtlegaming at gmail.com.